0: Around the Waffle is produced by Backchat Studios and lives on the Acast Creator Network. You can find the show's social channels by searching Around the Waffle or the Backchat podcast, Backchat
1: double underscore. Yes, hello everyone and welcome to all our West Australian football fans to another edition of Around the Waffle, the official podcast of the West Australian Football League. Ladies and gentlemen... Waffle fans of all ages, get ready for the final charge to September. (laughs) Three rounds to go. We're into round 18. And this weekend, it includes a heavyweight title main event caliber match that we'll get into in just a moment. Paul Persick with you in the back chat studio. Alongside me is Mark Foreman. Huge round 18 for you. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Paul. Good to be back. Um,
0: I'm not sure I have met somebody that loves, lives and breathes the waffle as you do have you come across anybody that loves it as much as you do
1: oh there's been a few people okay. there's been a few people that loves it uh, i won't i won't name every single one of them because <laughs> okay. we don't have time on this show but so uh, they know who they are no it's it's great paul i
0: like i love your enthusiasm for it it's our state league and um we're to be honest you couldn't really ask for much more like we're poised for these last three rounds where first to fifth separated by a game mm. and uh, it doesn't get much better than that so Whilst the makeup is probably sorted, barring a disaster and uh, West Perth sneaking in, um, the, so the makeup is sorted, but the order is not. Absolutely, and, and we, that's what's exciting. I think
1: we may wait till the final siren of round 20, but yeah. round 18 is coming up on the weekend and it's led. By maybe the rehearsal for the grand final. East Fremantle, yes. East Perth at the wacker. I tell you what, that one is gonna be a beauty. Can't wait to talk about it.
0: Yeah, well you you flicked me an email a couple of nights ago saying, Hey, this is what we're gonna talk about. I'm pumped for it. I could tell you were pumped for it. And uh yeah, probably rightly so, you know, top of the top of the table and um it's yeah it's going to be a game that carries a lot of significance
1: certainly does and of course with these teams having not been successful at at the ultimate for such a long time these two teams it is great to see clubs like East Fremantle and East Perth gunning for that spot on the ladder and who knows if uh, if they clash in the grand final uh, come September it'll be an absolute barn burner
0: yeah it will and it is cool to see you know teams that haven't been there for a little while um, sort of get their turn and Um, it it just shows us that you hang around, you show a bit of
1: resilience and uh, you, you can get there. Absolutely. Of course, that game, as well as all games in round 18 of the WAFL season is live, free and in full on the AFL app. This is Around the Waffle, Paul Persick and Mark Foreman. Of course, East Perth are coming off the bye following uh, their loss to Subiaco, which ended their winning run of eight in a row. But they'll be looking to win nine from their last ten games when they take on the Sharks at the WACA ground. And one of their co-captains holds the key. He's had a stellar season for the Royals. He's Hamish Brayshaw, and he joins us here on Around the Waffle Hammer. Hello, mate. Gents, how are we? Thanks for having me on. Going well. Great to have you on the show. Is this? I want to ask you right off the bat, is this the biggest game that you're going to ever play this season or in your whole career with top spot on the line against East from at the Whacker on Saturday?
2: Well, uh, fingers crossed we've got a bigger one later on in the year. But uh, <laughs> no, certainly so far this year, this will be our biggest game. I think it's, um, it's set up really well for us uh, with Claremont losing to East Bray on the weekend. Um, now that it's up more, more sight to us whether or not we finish uh, in a position that we'd sort of we like to. So it's, we dictate our own destiny sort of from here. I think if we beat these guys, and then go on doing our next two. Then we're one game clear, and we can't lose top spot. So, very much a um a, a big game and do or die, and it's uh it's one that we're all gearing up and looking forward
1: to.
0: Hey, misha I haven't had all that much to do with you, however, I've heard a lot about you, and the fact that you don't take your footy perhaps as seriously as others. Tell me of the way you appro- approach your footy, and how important that sort of laid back attitude can be particularly, I don't know, in the middle of winter when things can get a little tough. Uh, is that, is that something you sort of pride yourself on to have a laugh and enjoy your footy?
2: Yeah, definitely. I think um, <clears throat> i tried my hand at AFL for a couple of years and wasn't quite good enough. And I think coming out in the back of that and seeing the way that my two brothers go about their football, uh, being elite at the AFL level, I just didn't really have the commitment to, to put in the work that they did. And uh, obviously they have a lot more talent than I do, but... I feel like um, um, I'm quite comfortable playing at Waffle level. I love playing there, but more so the um, the environment for me is what what I enjoy most. And it's uh, it's more of a sort of a community club feel. And the, the pressure of AFL football for a bloke trying to make it was um, was it was quite a bit. And so now that I'm I'm back at uh, Waffle level and, and I'm able to play decent football, uh, I, I still try. Obviously, I'll I'm, I'm, <laughs> do I'm, I'm, I'm the best I can for the team. But I feel like that more lackadaisical sort of joking around approach um, while still figuring knowing when, knowing when to get to work and work how I feel like that um, has really helped me sort of fit in and, and enjoy my time at East Perth and, and really make the most out of waffle footy because I've said to a few people that playing <clears throat> playing AFL and playing waffle the, the commitments aren't necessarily all that different you still have yeah. uh, your gym programs your training, your meetings you still have everything but it's jammed into sort of two or three hours three and a half a week after work so it's um. It is quite a commitment and, and coming back to that awful football program and, and seeing guys who are tradies and, you know, plumbing under houses all day and then yeah. still finding a way to come to work and uh, so come to football and, and train and put a smile on my face. So I sort of take that as if, you know, this can't be too hard. So I just sort of go around there with a smile on my face and try and enjoy myself.
0: It sounds like you, you've you hit on a theme that we've discussed uh, for the last couple of weeks. Uh, we spoke to Joel Weston during the week and he, he sort of um, explained – that he he's enjoying his footy a lot more and that's translated into performance is is that a case for you having dropped back to that level you sort of found that enjoyment
2: yeah definitely i think um <clears throat> i certainly enjoyed my time at afl but it wasn't um it, it wasn't as if i was playing week in week out at afl level it was very much mm. you know i'm i'm playing waffle and i'm trying to push for an afl game and this now I'm playing at a level where I'm a captain of East Perth and I'm not trying to push for selection to a, you know another time, another side I'm playing league footy every week and um, I'm really sort of enjoying that company knowing that I'm, I'm at the pinnacle of where I can play'm I'm, uh, I'm not trying to bat above my average and, and play ahead of myself I'm still trying to play the best that I can but the pressure of selection and the contract stuff and wondering as an AFL footballer who's on the fringe and looking to either make it or get delisted it's a um, it's a pretty tough pretty Tough gig, you're trying your best, but at the end of the day, you know, you're sort of trying to make plans on the outside because it might not work out. So, yeah. um yeah, it's certainly given me a love of football back, and uh, I'm loving that.
1: And that approach that you've had uh, with your waffle football this year has had a great influence on your teammates as well, and they've been enjoying their football as well. Would that be fair to say?
2: Yeah, definitely. I think, um I think just by the way that we've been able to set up our year and uh, the new coach, and we've it's a, a new feel around the footy. We've obviously got a new, a couple of new players in, which is which has helped us out. But I feel like we've, um, we've been doing it tough for a few years, each person. And, and now that we've started to get a few wins on the board, it started to it's all sort of starting to come together. But I feel like that's come off the back of everyone enjoying their football a lot more. and it's it's a more, it's a freer environment, and we're able we're able to play with our strengths a lot more. So yeah, certainly um, I'm enjoying my football, but I feel like the majority of the team is as well, which is uh, which is made for a good environment, a good
1: place to be. Well, it is great to see the Royals succeeding after a very long time. It's going to be a great game on Saturday. We're looking forward to it. Go get them against the Sharks uh, over at the Wacker on Saturday. Thanks for your time, Hammer.
2: No worries. Thank you very much for having me.
1: That was Hamish Brayshaw joining us here on the on Around the Waffle. And that's a great approach to have, you know, especially with the work-life balance that, you know, all of these players, for that matter, have to cater to. Uh, it is great that, uh, you know, Hammer's enjoying it. And, uh, you know, it feeds off well on his teammates with a positive influence. It's
0: honestly invaluable. Like So, oh, yeah. as I mentioned to, to Hammer, I, I haven't, you know, uh, spoken to him all that much. But everybody that I speak to that knows of him speaks about that sort of laid-back attitude. And it's almost infectious. And... That is something, you, especially when I was, you know, really young and around that system, I was like, oh my God, like training four or five times a week and then going to games, it can be a bit, you know, not monotonous, but it can be a serious challenge. So people like that are so important and you could hear his enthusiasm mm. in uh, being that figure and, you know, making sure you enjoy it. And Absolutely. we spoke to Joe Weston, we spoke to Sam Stubbs, Sam Stubbs uh, yeah. a couple of weeks ago at Hamish then. They... The the common theme with all of them was yeah, I'm just trying to enjoy it. Mm. And like, I do the best, I play the best when I am enjoying it. Absolutely. Um, Which I think is so cool because. Yeah, working like a full day on the tools as they've all said, and then going to train it can be difficult. And, can be, um, but if, certainly if you maintain that
1: balance, if you maintain that balance, it's good for you mentally and it's good for you, you know, emotionally when you're around, you know, a, a lot of bunch, a good bunch of people yeah. that uh, that you play with every weekend, and uh, you know, you enjoy the successes if you get the results. Oh,
0: I, I seriously, seriously admire, um, you know, waffle footballers because that that is, uh, it's an incredibly busy life. Yeah, it
1: certainly is. But uh, good luck to Hammer and the the Royals over there at the Whacker on Saturday in that game of course including all the others is live free and in full on the AFL app this is Around the Waffle the official podcast of the West Australian Football League alright Forey. we go to the games (laughs) for round 18 and I've deliberately put this one first because this one unprecedented the game of the round at the WACA ground east from and East Perth top spot is on the line this is Definitely a heavyweight title fight caliber match.
0: Yeah, and uh, I, you know, I love the stats that you you throw at me from time to time, Paul. And uh, thanks for putting them together because I've seen that this is the first time since uh, in 23 years, unbelievable, that these two teams will play a top of the table clash. So um, have been powerhouses in years gone by, and perhaps you know not so much recently, or all, or at least both at the same time. So. Around uh, fifteen, two thousand, 2000 they played a top-of-the-table clash, and here we are around 18? 18. 2023. So, um, yeah, it, it's, it's exciting. And, um, you know, speaking of Hamish, it carries a lot of significance and, uh, you know, doubling down on that perhaps this is a precursor to uh, an even bigger game later in the year. Yeah,
1: maybe a grand final on that Sunday in September. Of course, a couple of big questions as far as East Perth and East Fremantle are concerned for East Perth. How will they bounce back after the loss to Subiaco and coming off the bye? For East Fremantle, how can they continue that pressure brand of football against a side that likes to play that fast tempo, fast scoring style that we've seen from the Royals this season? And another question, Milan Murdoch, will he come back? He's been tipped to come back from injury, uh, sustained in that game in Geraldton a few weeks ago. Dylan O'Reilly came back last week. It's been rumoured that Milan could also come back, which would be a real plus for the Sharks.
0: Yeah, huge, huge, hugely important player for them. Um, And what was it? He's missed three
1: weeks? Missed three or four weeks with that uh, shoulder injury he sustained in Geraldton.
0: Yeah, and uh, I think we spoke last week of the importance of, you know, getting things right now. So. We're three games before finals. This is when you want to have your best. Of course, you always want your best team out there. But if you can get your continuity now, you've got three weeks to build it into the uh, the pointy end of the season. So getting Murdoch back will be uh, important. They might err on the side of caution if he's not 100% ready, because obviously it's still two games after that. But uh, yeah, it's it's exciting, and and we want the you know we want these teams at full strength so we mm-hmm. can see what they can do. But uh, what you said there, I think the 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 critical part of this battle will be East Perth, uh, sorry, Eastern or being able to apply the pressure to that midfield because mm. we know if the East Perth midfield gets up and running, uh, it's it's almost curtains. But it- also
1: the forward line as well. Liam Tedesco is finding form, kicked her six goals recently as well. Um, but also you have the likes of Tom North and Kyle Wilcox forming a solid back line to shut down the likes of John O'Marsh and Dylan O'Reilly. So that could be another thing to watch out for on Saturday. Who wins? <laughs> um,. Oh, I don't know.
0: Just because I liked uh, speaking to Hamish, I'm going to go East Perth.
1: You're going to go East Perth? <laughs> yeah, why not? I'm going to go East Perth as well, okay. but only just. Yeah. So I reckon it's going to be, again, right down to the wire, everything that you'd want in the top-of-the-table mm. clash. This has the potential to be, uh, to be the game of the year. Can't wait to be there on Saturday.
0: Yeah, and it, what do you reckon? The winner... Basically, has top spot. it'd be hard to knock them off from there. Well, there'd it? still be
1: two rounds to go. There'd yeah. still be two rounds to go afterwards. So, wouldn't say a certainty, but there is that little bit of edge that uh, that would go the way of the winner.
0: I dare say, if if it is East Fremantle, that probably is top spot. They've got they're ten percent clear mm. of of East Perth and well, ten percent clear of everyone else. So, that's effectively two games. So that that'll probably stitch it up for them. East Perth, yeah, percentage basically the same as Subi uh, and basically the same as Peel as well. So. Um. It, yeah. Take nothing away. It's. Uh, I, I'm going to say. Yeah.
1: Let's do it. The winner finishes top. I reckon. All right. Laying yep. down on the line. Fantastic. Yep. Either way, it's going to be a sensational game. can wait for it. This one too is going to be a beauty. Saturday at Lane Group Stadium, Peel Thunder and Claremont. I would say the loser of this game would be pretty vulnerable in that fight for fifth place. Yeah. I didn't actually. Yeah. I didn't realize these two until we
0: were doing this. You know, preparing for the preview at, um, last night that a couple of. That these two were playing each other because a dropped game you're absolutely right, it lets West Perth ride into it, so um massive, the yeah. only thing West Perth will be hoping is that it's not a draw, yeah <laughs> because you know provided West Perth does holds up their end of the bargain, they're then only one game behind with with two two rounds to to make it up and so. West Perth play peel the following week if they lose, huge, massive in Mandra, so there you go, I, I reckon West Perth will be cheering on Claremont because they're probably. Yeah, they're probably the ones most
1: vulnerable, Peel. So. I think they'd be cheering on both maybe to, to either get a win on the board because regardless of what happens, they'd still be on 40 points. Uh, the loser of this game, West Perth, if they beat South Fremantle, would go up one win behind. So... Either way, West Perth would be the beneficiaries, but they got to hold up their end of the bargain. But just going on to the two teams, mm. Peel Thunder, of course, big win over West Coast. Claremont, they got to get it together after yeah. that loss to East from they don't want to have four losses in a row going no. into the finals, because if they stay in that top five and have to play an elimination final on the road, it wouldn't be the best scenario. So the Ford line in particular, led by Alexander Manuel, have got to get it together. Talon De Lacy and Tyron Smallwood, they've got to fire on the scoreboard because they were quiet all day at the Whacker on Saturday.
0: Yep, and I keep saying saying it weird yeah but it is weird Claremont side so uh they need to yeah they need to click uh I I've still backed them to do it we yeah we know Claremont's quality so but, but Peel's home record as well yep and hard to overcome it's <laughs> as far as away games go you know actually traveling to Mandra is uh yeah it's a little different to traveling you know within the very much the metro area of Perth so um, it's a fair way to go. It's a bit of a fortress. Mm. As you mentioned, I was down there last week and um, the fans sort of turn out turn out as well. So, um, And yeah, depending on, on what happens with Fremantle, they might even get a couple of AFL players back too. So uh, it'll be a tall order for Claremont to try and snap this little negative streak they're on.
1: Well, I'm going to say Claremont to win. Well, okay. not only... That, that's a demand for them to win. <laughs> yeah, they've got yeah. to get it together. They're a better side than what they have been in their last three games, yep. and they need to show it. Even if it's a long trip south of the river to Lane Group Stadium, they've got to show it if they want to play finals, especially when they want to get the double chance.
0: Yeah, they do. And it's critically important to snap this streak they're on, this losing streak they're on You know, now. You don't want to... You know, last game of the year, oh, we won one and go into finals, but they, you know, they want to build a bit of momentum now, so... Um, important yeah, it's such an important game for Claremont it r- is. really
1: is so I'll, I'll be keeping a close eye on that one too absolutely alright third game on Saturday this one of course is live on Channel 7 as well at Mineral Resources Park Perth and Swan Districts well Perth I reckon th- they could be looking at that last quarter against West Perth and saying okay you know that's a good positive for us. We can tick that box. It's just all about that start because what we forgot to mention on Tuesday against the Falcons is that they conceded the first three goals, but they kicked the last three of the quarter. It was a nice little fight back. They just couldn't sustain it amongst the West Perth pressure. They have to do they have to do what they did against Swan Districts, but better their work rate around midfield and show a little bit more desperation if they want to get to get the points against the Swans, who have had a couple of good wins late this season but have left their run too late.
0: Yeah, so so firstly for Perth, that's that's what you need to do at the end of this season. They're obviously not going to play a part in finals and taking little positives is, is what needs to happen and it's exactly what we spoke, pardon me, with um, Sam Stubbs about uh, last week is that you just take these little positives and mm. that last quarter really was one um whilst for swans they're taking a ton of positives mm. over the last few weeks and uh they they were good once again on the weekend and they they're just looking to build you know continue to build momentum they look I think I think they'll win this which would take them to 8 and 8 um so even the ledger which is uh you know brilliant for swans building into next year that's exactly what both these teams are, are doing you know building for 2024 so um yeah look should be I suspect uh um I suspect a swan's win, but yeah. uh, we'll see. And I've got to mention, because I did get a call post uh, Tuesday's recording. You did. That Toby Watson, was Toby Watson. the Golden Grunt winner all right, so they didn't always award it, as we said to the uh, most
1: disposals, apparently stood up down back nah, you know, nah, so good call, good call from uh, from Grunt. <laughs> uh, you know he really stood up defensively when it mattered against what is you know usually a flexible south from forward line yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely, and uh, I will give a shout out to uh, my source there on the Golden Grunt, who had just come out of surgery to tell me that news, so uh, well done to Toby Watson, but um, he's not the only one for Swan districts who. Uh, continue to stand up. Um, they've they've had some really important players, which is. Been great to see in the in the back half of the year. Yeah, Clark, Turner, McLaughlin
1: as well. Yep. all standing up when it mattered. I'll say Swans win by about six goals over there at uh, at Lathland. They'll show their class. Yeah,
0: I, I think so too. I'm, I'm I'm happy to go six or eight goals. Um, I really like what what Swans have been putting out.
1: All right, let's go to the Sunday action. Two games on Sunday. First one a half past twelve at Leadville Oval. Subiaco and the West Coast Eagles. I mean, the talk before this game would be how fast Subiaco. You know, they still want to. Keep that chase going for top spot on the ladder because first between fifth is only separated by a game.
0: Oh, it's it's such a logjam, and it, that makes it really exciting too. So um, it'll be business as usual for Subi. They'll be looking to you know follow their structures and and do the the things that they've been training for this year against a side who um, I was I was really disappointed with West Coast last week yeah. uh, after a couple of really good performances um, the previous two weeks and. One was against Swans. Um, yeah, I didn't... I honestly... Whilst I expected Peel to win, I honestly didn't expect um, West Coast to, to put out what they did. I yeah. I found them a little... Uh, they were sort of... Um, I suppose when a team gets a lot of momentum, it, it makes the other team look a little slower, which Peel, you know, Peel controlled the game. But yeah, West Coast just looked a little slow on the uptake, on the transition. and um, Yeah, I was disappointed to see that because I, I really hope that um, West Coast had come good. It's been such a... And you know... A lot of it's out of their hands that it's and it's not their fault with the injuries um, and that, but it's been such a tumultuous season for West Coast. I was hoping that they build towards the end. So here's hoping that was just a blip last week and that they can, you know, at least remain competitive against Subi, that's all we want.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's all that anyone is asking for, is uh, for the Eagles to be competitive against Subiaco. However, Subiaco I still think will get the win because their depth that they've got everywhere. Up yep. forward, Josh Schofield in the ruck, Zach Clark, who I'd have to say is hmm. the favourite for the Sandover medal with uh, his work and follow up in the ruck. Uh, he's been outstanding and also uh, Lee Kitchen, the veteran, uh, showing his experience in midfield and uh, Ben Sokol starting to find form at the right time up yep. forward. Now the final game of round 18, this one's also on Channel 7 on Sunday at 2.40, Fremantle Oval, South Fremantle and West Perth. Of course, South Fremantle they haven't defeated West Perth uh, since round one of 2021 in uh, four games, which included a draw last year. But their home record against the Falcons at Fremantle Oval is very, very good over the last four years. But for West Perth, they have to hold their end of the bargain if they want to stay in the race for the for fifth spot.
0: Yeah, and that's the unfortunate thing about the start that West Perth had to 2023 is that they've given themselves, uh, well, I was going to say too much work to do. Let's say a lot of work to do because they're not out of it, but um, it's a non-negotiable. Um, South Fremantle haven't had the best season and, um, yeah, if West Perth are legitimate, then this is just one that needs to be ticked off, so... Um, we spoke on tuesday about that last quarter i don't think west perth will be overly concerned they did their body of work during the middle of the game and
1: who knows maybe maybe they were able to just sort of jog around in that last quarter conserve a bit of energy but maybe but having on the other side of the coin look at south romeo's last quarters they're yeah. a major concern
0: yeah 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 they are and so you know that that you can take positives from that for for west perth but um, yeah look I, I i i'm tipping west perth i think they i think they will do it i, I and i Maybe a little bit biased, Paul, but uh, growing up as a, a West Perth boy, um, yeah, I hope they can keep the pressure on. It, it, it makes it interesting heading into those last does, two. Yeah. So um, we know that, well, barring a draw down at Lane Group Stadium, that West Perth will then just be a game out, out of the five.
1: Well, if they do win, regardless of uh, if Peel or Claremont win, yep. they'd still be in that position for that fifth spot. I'm going to say West Perth, only by about five goals. South from Moundle, they're a good side. Their last quarters really don't reflect how good they can be if they play a four-quarter game. But Mm. I'll say West Perth will get the better of them and uh, have their first win at Fremantle Oval uh, since the preliminary final in 2018 uh, was their last win against the Bulldogs over at the Port. Was it really? Yeah, absolutely. That was the time where they were like in administration and all that and they made it to a grand final. But uh, I'll I'll say the Falcons to win that one uh, very comfortably uh, in the end with uh, Black, Meadows, uh, Guadagnin all playing clutch roles along with Tyler Keitel up forward, who's been in uh, red-hot form in that forward line. Can't wait for it for round eighteen. This is a big one. The finals race reaching the business end.
0: It is, yep, and uh, yeah, I- I'm with West Perth too, and. Uh, Yeah, some of the games this week are are super exciting and, like we said, carry a lot of significance. So uh, I'm excited for Tuesday. Fantastic. See where we end up. Can't wait for you. I'll see you then. Look forward to it, Paul. Thanks a lot.
1: And we thank you, all our listeners and our viewers, for another edition of Around the Waffle. If you can't make it to a game in Round 18, you can check it out on the AFL app. Also, we have uh, socials in operation, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Give us a big thumbs up. We really do appreciate it. We look forward to your company on Tuesday to preview what is a massive Round 18. We'll see you then. Around the Waffle is produced by Backchat Studios and lives on the Acast creator network. You can find
0: the
2: show's social channels by searching Around the Waffle or the Backchat podcast, Backchat double underscore.